guys, I'm bringing the party to you. I gotta catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. You shall not pass! I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! I thought my jokes were bad. That was awesome! <laughs> yes! What's up, everyone? This is the Comic Shop Couch. I am Joe President. I'm Marco the Heretic. Dickie Wren. And Superior Raw. This is our very first podcast. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Today we are going to be talking about all things Star Wars, but mainly Episode 9. And maybe The Mandalorian if we have time. What's our podcast about, President? Our podcast is about the old school feeling that you get when you used to go into a comic book shop. Yes, you're there for comics. But there would always be a dirty couch in the comic shop. And the nerds would talk. There'd be popcorn, there'd be soda, comic books, and that's where they would talk. I, at least for me. I would always be in there and I would eavesdrop. Now, I would never have the courage to like jump in on a conversation, but I always wanted, wanted to. And look at you now. I know. Now you're controlling the show. And I'm bringing the couch to you guys. But I do remember I uh, brought Dickie Wren to my comic book shop that we went to around the time of episode one. And you may not remember this. I was looking at comic books. They were talking about heavily about what episode one was going to be. Either episode one or episode two. And you jumped in there, their conversation. And I remember I looked and they were like, who is this guy? And you were talking, they were talking about like Kickster being Boba Fett at the time. That fan theory that Anakin's childhood friend grew up to be Boba Fett. Dickie Wren came in there and shot that down and kind of <laughs> left and left. And I remember weird things like that because I was like, oh, he went in there and talked. These guys are like, okay, this is our couch. What are you talking about? But yeah. Well, I also don't put up with BS. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, well, probably, that's all this is, Josh. Probably why I spoke up. <laughs> to me, that's always a good memory of mine. Like you'd go, and I went into another comic book shop, and they'd have like a just small little couch or like a chair that people would just sit and read their stuff there. This was before CGC. Oh, nostalgia! And I know, like when X Men One hit it big with Jim Lee, you know, mm-hmm. and just that—that that was the place, and it wasn't popular. It was. It wasn't even, like, cool or trendy. It was just, you like comic books. Yeah. And people talked about movies in there. I think at that that, that time, a lot of Terminator 2 talk. It's, own, Things it's, like it's that. when we dreamed about the movies. What would the X-Men movies be like? Yes. Or, you know, we weren't even thinking Avenger oh, movies. My. But, yeah, we need Jean-Claude Van Damme's <laughs> Gambit. <laughs> even before the prequels came out, there was always those conversations at the comic book shop. It was always these older... At my comic book shop, anyway, there was always these older 20 to 30 year old guys talking about books, but I would ease, you know, drop, you know, eavesdrop on the conversation like you did and didn't feel like I had enough information to jump into those conversations, even though I did because I right. was reading these same books these guys are reading and I didn't have my own theories at the time, but I wasn't really doing that. I was pretty much just drawing what I wanted to draw and reading what I wanted to read, pretty much. Exactly. Mm-hmm. President, you're the one, this is Marco the Heretic, President, you're the one that brought me into the comic book world with X-Men and going to the comic shop and starting to get X-Men 1 and reading them and experiencing Age of Apocalypse, which was super cool. 
and then I was sucked in. I'm more the casual fan of the group here, so I like things that are pretty and shiny and, and a good story, but I don't get too much into the lore like these guys do. To kind of further on that, this podcast is no way limited to comic books. It is the comic book shop, but it's where before everything was cool to be this way, people come together and talk about this. And that's why we're going to be talking about Star Wars. There may be episodes where we don't even mention comics or it could yeah, be all before that. the internet blew up. Exactly. And it cool to be a nerd. Right. So, but like for today, we all are on a Star Wars high, love, hate, whatever, and we just want to talk about it. All right. So, take it away. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, has been out for about, what? Three like weeks? Two, two, three weeks? Yeah. And we have, we saw it together. I'm going to just go clockwise. Marco, the heretic, what do you think? I absolutely loved the movie. It was entertaining. It was fast. I didn't think there was, uh, there was, an, there was no fillers. It was all about the story and getting to the conclusion of what that story was. Are there things that I would change? Yes. I'm sure we'll talk about those things of, of what I would like. But as far as coming out of there, feeling good, feeling like it was a closing to to the saga, I'm very happy with it. So I'm going to pass it along to Josh so I can get his opinion. Uh, I was very disappointed with the movie. It seemed rushed. It seemed disconnected. And the other thing I don't like is that the writer, Chris Terrio, has had to give interviews to explain the movie to people. And if you have to go off and explain what it is that you just did, then something wasn't correct if you have to explain it this much. And that's the disappointing thing Mm -hmm. about it. This was supposed to close everything, and we came out of there with more questions than anything. We were told going into the movie it was the conclusion of the Skywalker saga, but it didn't seem to make sense to me. And I, I don't know what was concluded <laughs> in this movie. And that's it. Yeah, There's awesome parts. There's parts that I jumped out of my seat for. But overall, waiting two years, waiting four years for answers on who people are and what they're doing there. And it's just disappointing. Superior Raw, Ray Ray. All right, well, I like the movie. There are my... Small little gripes and things with the movie that bothered me about it, but overall walked out enjoying the movie. What I didn't like about it was what Dickie Ram was saying was about how it was. It did feel rushed. It did feel like they were trying to shoehorn a lot of stuff into what they could have made a three-hour movie, and that probably would have been the longest Star Wars movie. And the way they had it paced was great because whenever you have a movie that long, you want to stay at a consistent pace because you don't want to get bogged down in a certain scene and then you're bored. They didn't really have any of that in this movie, so I was actually pleasantly surprised because they do have a lot of that in Star Wars because you know they have to have those times where you have to explain part of the story so you keep the audience intrigued and. What I loved about it was it did end. And the only reason I feel like Disney ended it the way they ended it was because it was a cash grab. And us as fans, when we first got The Force Awakens, we were like, oh, man, I can't wait for the, for the rest of these movies, you know. And you got The Last Jedi, which split fans 
in a whole different direction. People love the direct the new direction that Star Wars was going in, and other people who felt like Star Wars should have stayed within its realm. You know, we were clashing as fans about that. You know, we're not warring with friends about it. We're not like, I'm cutting you off, you know, because <laughs> you like The Last Jedi. Or, you know, there were some things that I liked about Last Jedi. There were some things I didn't like about it. But with Rise of Skywalker, I think that Disney were in with the whole, we got to end this Skywalker story because we don't want to keep going in this direction. And it's like, well, Star Wars has always been about Anakin's story. Truth be told, it should have ended at six. But us as fans, we wanted to see what happened with Luke, Leia, and Han. Everything after that, we had we get we had books, and then what you did, Disney was then you took away our expanded universe, which you could have. You didn't have to do everything dead set in that universe, but you could have at least took bits and pieces like you did with Rebels putting Thrawn in Rebels. So there were good things that you guys were doing, and good things that didn't hit the nail in the head. So it is what it is. At the end of the day, Rise of Skywalker was a good movie to me. You know, it is what I got. I accept it because you can't change it after it's put out there. So, president. Intro into my dark timeline <laughs> theory. <laughs> no, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, kind of like with Last Jedi, I will go with my initial feeling. My initial feeling with Rise of Skywalker was uh, disappointment, but not disappointment like Matrix disappointment or disappointment with Game of Thrones. Now, people, if you loved it, I'm sorry. But uh, there was a lot to be disappointed about with Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but that's what I felt. But at the same time, I feel the balance. I did really love certain parts of the movie as well. I think J.J. Abrams has a perfect talent for making you care about characters and show you the relationship between them, mm-hmm. which I love, and it's funny. It's not forced funny. It's just you like looking at these people and you like hearing them and you like hearing what they say and how they react against each other. That's what I found out for myself. It's hard to like say I like the Rise of Skywalker and bash Last Jedi. I came out of Last Jedi. My initial reaction was I didn't like it, but... I live in this timeline. This is what you have fed me for Star Wars. I have to accept it. Now, looking at that, Palpatine is back. All this stuff, I'm going, okay, Last Jedi, I'll go back and give it a chance. Within this set of rules, it's better than I thought it was. Uh, There's a lot of great moments in the film. I think there's also, this movie has the worst moments of any Star Wars film, in my opinion, um, but it's not what I was thinking. I was one of the people that hated it and thought it ruined my love for Star Wars, but it didn't. With the Rise of Skywalker, because we're answering this, what what we thought, I really enjoyed the movie. It looked beautiful. I love vibrant colors. No shaky cam. I love the action in it. It was funny. But as far as saga ending, I will always compare to Avengers Infinity War Endgame saga ending. It was nowhere near that for me. I was just in awe of that. And this, I went, it didn't give me conclusion. It gave me a conclusion, but it was like, you could have done better. You You missed a lot. To not have the Force Ghost of every Jedi in there is a complete just missed the mark you that and i realize it's fan service but it's fan service that 
should be in there. I I mean, there's points in the movie that that I was like, why? You know, even when C three PO gets his mind wiped, that was a great moment. But then it gets brought back like nothing ever happened. Okay, so it takes away from that. So how about instead of his mind wipe? Spoilers, people. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's been three weeks, guys. If you're listening to this, I'm. Sh- I hope you have watched this. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Ray. But C three PO. In my opinion, would have been cool to see him mind wiped. R two D two has his memory. It says right there in Rise of Skywalker. Okay, give it back to him. But why not give him back to him on the first day he was created by Anakin? That that erased before R two. Yeah, happy of it. That I would have been <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. And have C three PO going out into Star Wars legend of from what we know. Having his whole memory back of Master Annie, Master Luke, and all that—that that would have been cool. I'm like, the way they did it was like, oh, nothing, nothing happened. Uh, Ray with the uh, the X Men lightsabers—that's what I'm gonna call it. <laughs> I looked at Marco and I went, "Why doesn't Palpin- Palpatine just stop? Stop! It's being reflected back at him. I don't know if he's under electricity, but I was like, stop! You're burning yourself up. I I just thought it was kind of." Uh, it would have been amazing as she's looking up in space and slowly you see all the Jedi Force ghosts. Disney has huge pockets. You can pay all these actors to do <laughs> to do this short of filming in if it. If you can get Harrison Ford in this movie. Yes. <laughs> Hayden Christensen in this movie. Yes, yes. Samuel Jackson. Everyone. I would have been. You already have Samuel Jackson in your pocket. Right, you're right. <laughs> right, you're exactly. How awesome would it be a live action Ahsoka? Mm-hmm. Whoa! <laughs> you know, and see them and all lay a hand on Rey and go, now you are all the Jedi. She gets up. You saw Yoda absorb Palpatine's lightning. And, or, or, um. You did, you did. Mm-hmm. Dooku's lightning. He absorbed yeah. it. And he did use his hands to reflect it back at him. In episode three, I'm like, why couldn't a Ray done that? To me, that would have been awesome to see her absorb the Sith lightning, channel it back as Jedi lightning, maybe in because some golden is, color. Because she's not a master. That's the only reason. Right. But had the Jedi given all of the Jedi to her yeah. at that moment, that would have been like Cap picking up Thor's Thor's hammer moment for me. I think that's the one point where they they failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that there could have been a bit more of an epic moment than her just walking with the blades at him and him killing himself with his own force. Yeah, and in that situation, I could have, we could have had Ben and her doing that. Two Jedi holding sabers, going back mm-hmm. at him, right. and going back with And that would have been even cooler. Yeah, that would have been cool. The force dyad? That would have been, that would have been even cooler. Yeah. I, I mean, I would have liked, I know, because she was, Ray went dark right. for that good amount of time. I still would have liked a emperor decapitation. <laughs> that would have been cool. But, but they're not murderers. That's what I thought. She was, I thought she was going to do him like Anakin did Duke. I would have been. Yeah, that uh, would have been. That's exactly. What that would have been, 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 been great. great. That would have been cool. There's that so, would have been great. There's missed opportunities. So many. Like yes. But I understand why they didn't do the Anakin thing like that because he was coerced into killing Duku that way. You're right. It, it they did the right thing as far as the Jedi code, right? For her, but this is a new, new on, um, new territory. If this is concluding and we're dropping all of this, 
why not go that direction? I would have been like because it's too much like aggression. I think decapitation is a very no. Oh, movie. yeah, I'm not talking about <laughs> oh, that. Okay. I, I'm talking <laughs> about like I would have loved her oh, that to see to to. I would have loved to have her absorb the Sith lightning and channel it back at him as Jedi lightning to coincide with her yellow golden lightsaber at the end because I would have been like yellow golden light coming out of her hands. He blows up. Goes back to Sith Underworld or whatever, <laughs> and and at the end would have made more sense. And then like Dicky Wren said to me, and uh, at the end of the movie, he was like, "Why did Luke and Leia look like Jesus and Mary Magdalene?" Like, You're right. It would have been kind of cool to it see. It would have seen both of them and Ben Solo there. Yes. I want to ask Josh though, what didn't make sense? Because to me, everything made sense. Or is it just you have much more lore me and, and history? Me and him have the more of it. Cause we, well, I don't know. Did you read the expanded books like I did or no? Yeah. Yeah. So we have kind of a outlook on how it could have been, how they should have did it, or, you know, is there anything that surprised us? And, well, yeah. <laughs> the confusing thing was how Palpatine came back. Was he really alive? Was he a clone? Who were all those people in that arena and where did they come from? And it... If you read uh, the the books that are now canon, and you go back to uh, that first trilogy of books that came out, I forget what aftermath called. or aftermath. Yeah, that trilogy talks about Palpatine sensing something from the dark side in the outer realms or in the unknown region. In the unknown regions, and he sensed something dark. So that was already in play, and I was wondering why. With Palpatine using Sith magic, and then you've already established in Rebels that he can see into the future. He heard Rey's voice. He heard Finn's voice in Rebels. It would have made more sense to me for him to have planned to go to die in Six on purpose. Mm -hmm. You had that guy in the purple outfit come and talk to him. You don't know what he said to him. So you could have played that into it. I was honestly, when I heard Palpatine was back, I thought for sure the whole thing was planned and he was just waiting for Snoke to be out of the way mm -hmm. so he could come back Yeah, because Snoke was more powerful. And now it turns out within five minutes, <laughs> you have the stupidest line I've ever heard. I made Snoke. And oh, I was so pissed when I heard that. <laughs> I oh, thought it was cool. I, I, I thought it was cool. It's, so the whole movie started off just Weird. not great for me. I, it, like the meme, somehow Palpatine is back. Right. But to kind of go on what Dickie Ren is saying, I agree with if you have to look at the Star Wars visual dictionary, and that explains the Sith Eternal. I think that is lazy writing. Yep. You, the other stuff should further on the main source. That should have been in the movie. And then to expand on it, you read it and go, oh, here are the details. But it should have been. Apparently, Sith Eternal is canon. They were what he sensed in the outer, outer regions. They were Sith acolytes. Not Sith, necessarily force sensitives. Right. That were from the beginning of the Sith race, back when it was a race, before Dark Jedi came and conquered them. That were hiding this whole time, and they it's a, a basically crazy religious people. And they found Palpatine and kept them alive. That's all in the books. And that's cool, but it should have been part of the movies. I I truly think that Snoke was Darth Plagueis. And that was Force Awakens set it up. 
And then Ryan Johnson came in there said, here's my idea. I'm going to change all this up. And he got the okay from everyone and went, okay, let's take it in this direction. That went well with some, didn't go well with others. I was one of the people that didn't like it. And then it got changed again. Too many hands in the pot. That's how we end up with Rise of Skywalker. And it's so weird to me because I really like the movie. But as a saga finale, things don't make sense to me. And I was like, I wanted that feeling when we saw Avengers Endgame. And I got tears in my eyes from Tony Stark. He ends it with the I am Iron Man. That was the start. I am Iron Man. To me, I'm like... You guys are giving, serving me up everything I ever wanted. You're massaging me. You're, you're doing it. I'm, I'm being pampered. It was damn near perfect. Yes. Yeah. This was fixing. And I hate that Star Wars is fixing. Fixing should be left to, like, um, my so-called life. <laughs> or, or let the movie franchise yeah. like Terminator. Uh, t- t- don't get me started on Terminator. But okay, so let's talk about to... what we didn't like. As a collective whole. We've been talking about this I mean, the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the whole we really loved about Okay. Them? What I love about Rise of Skywalker, besides Babu Freak. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like Babu Freak? No, he did. I did. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go, hey! <laughs> I, just, I want that to be my thing when people see me. Like, hey! <laughs> this big war around everyone. He's like, hey, everyone! <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> you know, the voice was done by the woman who played Morning Myrtle. Really? Are you serious? <laughs> oh, that's who did the voice of that. Now I want her to come out of that, <laughs> the, the hot tub with Harry Potter and be like, hey! <laughs> I love that every time he laughs, it's after someone busted on Poe. <laughs> like he just gets his rocks off by people just making fun of Poe. Poe, I love Poe. I love Poe this time. Like, J.J. Abrams makes you love characters. I love Poe. I love Poe and Finn's friendship. It was all a 2019 guy friendship yeah. where you had feelings. Oh, that what you said upset me. You're not telling me the truth. It was very like what our parents and their parents' generation, you just didn't do that as guys. You mm-hmm. would, like you just didn't show each other feelings or, or even hug or anything like, like that. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. That, I love that part. He's like... Hey, I want to make you a, a co-general. Com- co- co- and he stops. He really appreciates that. And then goes in there. I'm like, <laughs> we're laughing about it now. That's yeah. great. I act yeah. that way with you guys. You know, it's just, I love that. I love the, they can fly now. They can fly now. <laughs> they can fly now. They've always been able to fly. <laughs> the force healing. Now, you know, we got led into that with uh, Mandalorian. This is the way. I, I love that. There, I read this article that's saying that this is the first movie where they get lightsabers perfect as far as the effect. And I went in there looking at it and I went, yeah, you can actually see the particles of laser going. And not just Kylo Ren's unstable one, but in, in Ray's lightsaber, you could see it. It's not just the blinding white light. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, nitpicky, weird old me. Like, colors, action, thought it was amazing. Love. I mean, there's just see. Not, there's actually a, a, a lot I liked about it. I did love the way the emperor looked. He looked terrifying as a zombie. Yeah, very ghoulish. Then, yeah, when he got his rejuvenated mm-hmm. he, with his eyes, I liked that. The red, the yellow eye. Love Ben Solo. 
I want to see Ben Solo so bad. <laughs> his take it on the Knights of Ren and his mannerisms. I oh, yeah, that dude's like, hey, I got yep, my favorite. Yep. <laughs> Force teleportation. I love that Force was teleportation. A neat force. Uh, I love I love Ben Solo. Um, I think for me, my favorite part, a couple of favorite parts besides Ben Solo turning back and his talk with his dad uh, got me teary-eyed oh, a little was, bit. That was balling. And uh, uh, him just being being a Skywalker, that felt good to me to see. Um, and another thing I loved, and I really, really want to see this movie, is the flashback. This probably was my favorite part. The flashback between Luke and Leia. Leia kicking butt. Kicking butt. Seeing the green and blue lightsabers clash. And uh, the only thing is, you, you saw Mark Hamill, and he looked amazing. Yeah, they did the de-aging. Did. But they didn't have Carrie Fisher, so she looked like a video game to me. But I can get past that. I would even love new actors playing these characters if we can see this movie. That's the movie I want to see. But Why I not make it a TV series? Where, TV series. TV series. Yeah, yeah, where, oh, where, where Luke see. is going off training and or finding more stuff about the Force and training Jedi or finding people who are Force-sensitive and bringing them into his Jedi Academy. Yep, I want to see that. This, you this hear me, why, Winter Soldier? I want to uh, see that. <laughs> like I'm just so upset that they could have did all of this. And change the rules of how the Jedi operated, just like they did with the expanded universe books. But again, you took that away. I know, Ray Ray, you you're, you're mad about that. I'm not mad. I'm just upset that they <laughs> they took good ideas and just threw them to the side until you know what the fans are upset. Let's pull something out of that hat to make them appease them, which they did with the Thrawn thing and what they're doing with all the Force powers and stuff. Like you're going into the expanded universe books that people spent their time and their money on and you know just didn't you, you didn't give people what they deserve and this is why we have this huge backlash with most of the Star Wars fandom but Heretic go ahead and give us what you love Marco the Heretic well you you said everything that was amazing about the movie so thanks for stealing everything <laughs> you're taking welcome. it away you, you didn't bring up the going back to Luke and Leia though uh, I thought that was a really important part <laughs> watching Force Awakens watching The Last Jedi I couldn't understand why Leia didn't seem very upset about Ben Solo dude your kid just went to the dark side and you're, you're just talking about it like yeah Ben went to the dark side oops now bringing it back to that she had a vision about what was going to happen I go okay she had foreknowledge which was able to help her to be calm and know that her son was going to be okay and that was deep for me that gave me you know goosebumps and I you got goosebumps right now I got goosebumps right now I didn't know how I felt about Ben and Ray kissing for a second because I really thought of them as brother and sister throughout the whole movie, but it made sense. They w- they went through trauma together. I liked how in The Last Jedi, both of them saw each other turning. They both turned, but they both they both went back. Well, Ben turned and stayed good. Ray went dark, came back. Thought that was very cool. It both panned out, just not in Last Jedi. It happened in the next movie. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Han Solo showing up. I wish he was a Force ghost. I don't know how that would have worked. Uh, it more than just they, a memory. You had to have a lot of explanation for that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Or maybe if they catered to like Luke, Leia, and Han in this next trilogy, that could have been something added to the Star Wars lore. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, No, that's Marco. okay. 
my dad passed. Mm-hmm. It's what I want with my dad to, to see him. So that was cool. And then, you know, the lightsaber battles. Those were really well done. I liked seeing Ben. I liked seeing Ben jump on something and he's hurt. Yeah. He goes, ow. ow. <laughs> you yep. don't have the power of the dark side right. anymore. <laughs> yes, I got that too. I felt yep. that. Was, and so that was fun. And so... Uh, I think the ending lacked a little bit. They they could have done better at the ending. I enjoyed the lightsabers, Ray putting them down. I enjoyed Ray taking on the name of Skywalker. It's kind of to me, it's kind of like someone went Super Saiyan. Well, now you're going Skywalker. You know, it's kind of a legend thing that you can that anyone can can become. That's what I got. Dicky Ren, what did you love? Uh, ben Solo, <laughs> he was the best. I compare it to. Seeing Darth Vader before the suit, mm-hmm. we didn't see enough. There's, I probably could never watch enough of Darth Vader without a suit on, full power, uh, and I could probably yep. never see enough of Ben Solo on the light side being good with that beautiful hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree. <laughs> uh, the smile right before he dies. I like mm-hmm. I like that part. Um, the lightsaber choreography was awesome uh, when they were stopping each other's lightsabers with the force. Yep. Uh, that was awesome. And then uh, probably the f- part that got me the most excited was when the ship with Chewie on it was in the air. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, Ray should just grab it. Oh. And then she grabbed it. I even I think I even grabbed Ray by the arm and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> she's doing it. <laughs> like that, that to me was... Just a kick-ass part like when she just looks I, at the ship and yep. without even thinking just starts pulling on it. I I agree too because I oh my gosh yep. they're doing that and I think and Marco had a mini orgasm too. <laughs> yep, at that part and, and then it got ruined by force lightning, <laughs> which is and that gets into the whole Ray is a Palpatine thing, which is just yeah. the most disappointing thing I could possibly think of. Um. But there, like I said, there were awesome parts in this movie. Uh, ben Solo being the highlight. Yeah. I really love Ben Solo. I like Adam Driver as Ben Solo. I loved him as Kylo Ren. Yeah. You know, I mean, he played that character really well, mm-hmm. I think. He was menacing. And, uh, to me, he was scary. There there are some people that don't like him because they think uh, he's, he's too whiny, whiny and like... Uh, well, so is like Anakin. the tantrum. That's what, that's what, <laughs> Anakin that's what Anakin. adolescence is. That's what growing up is. Yeah. You learn to get rid of that stuff. Uh, that's the same thing with Luke and yeah, the Luke original trilogy. Oh, my God. Luke and A New Hope is the worst. <laughs> I mean, think about... Uncle Owen. This one's got a bad motivator. <laughs> I was going to go to Tati Station to make some power converters. <laughs> but Force Awakens, you got you got Ben with his saber just slashing things up. Hitting, I, hitting with his helmet, breaking things. It didn't happen here. Yeah, he was... He was under control. He had purpose. He had purpose. Well, he was a badass in the beginning because he went hunting for Palpatine. You ain't taking no, over. That was awesome. You ain't taking over my position. That <laughs> you're, was awesome. If you're, if you're accepting this, which we have to because we are in the dark timeline. <laughs> yes, that is awesome. Once you're like, okay, Palpatine is alive. Okay. I need to get, I need to get on this train. Yes, that is. Going after Palpatine is a pretty awesome Skywalker thing to do. I do love what... I do like Kylo Ren's look the best in Force Awakens. I like, love the 
callback to Darth Revan, which is now canon. Back to Dicky. That's it. That's all I liked. <laughs> what did you guys think of uh, General Crux getting killed? Uh, or Hux? Oh, Hux. <laughs> did you kind of going back to Harry Potter for Crux? <laughs> Maybe General General General. General I like that he was a spy. I do too. I felt cheated a little bit with him being blown away. Now some people really like that part. They did. Yes. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, like I guess that. it's taste. I didn't like it either because I like the. I'm the spy. I I, I hate too. Kylo Ren. <laughs> I hate I hate you. So I'm gonna spy. I went okay. Yeah. I do like the actor though. Yeah, I did too. So and he was he was fantastic. You know, if it was someone, he like wasn't him. used very well in any of the movies. Oh, in the all. second one, I thought he was perfect. Oh my god. Oh, he was, was a like, ragdoll in the second. Last one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, friend. that's the one thing like where I thought Snoke was Darth Plagueis. Like when he tripped him and made him face first, oh, I was like, the best. that is a the most dominant thing you can do. And I, if I had the Force, I was a Sith Lord. Everyone, I. I, don't know, I wouldn't even make them kneel. I'd trip them and have their face hit the ground and have them stare at the ground while he talks. So, to them. how do you explain that scene then? How is Snoke so powerful, but he's made Be- by Palpatine? Because exactly. this is the, and I'll give you the four science on it, because he's visually seeing him there. But the whole distance with the four stain, like the same, that you got to go with that same argument with Luke when he was putting his imagery out there right. and killed himself. And at the same time, it's like, okay, well, that should be a strain on him too then. Mm-hmm. Doing that from that distance, and he should have lost some type of energy, or oh. but he had the Sith <laughs> Eternal backing him up. Once again, I don't think they give him power though. You know, the, he was hooked <clears throat> up to a machine. I don't know. He, uh, Palpatine had lightning. What uh, you destroying know? What? That's, that's, a fleet. I, you know, I was that's, like, the, that's wow. the same argument with Vader when he's a ship away from somebody. Like you, you fucked up. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You are, I, I you are now in. You are now the the. Um, what are the guys on this? You are now the admiral. <laughs> like, but, Dicky, <laughs> I get what you're saying, and this is where I'm. I'm dark timeline, <laughs> where this wasn't meant to be. I truly think yes, Snoke was a different character in Last Jedi than he was in Rise of Skywalker. But so, I accept yeah. him. I accepted being Palpatine, and and it, that's the only wait. But to me, going back to Ben Solo, communing with Darth Vader, mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me unless it's Palpatine, because Anakin went good. Mm-hmm. Vader went good. Right. So he wasn't and, communing. And that was explained. Yes, it was. That a, it was, was the only thing that made sense for me. Yeah, <laughs> it was Palpatine. You're right. But I think the original plans, it was Snoke, and Snoke was someone different. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. what I, I truly believe. Okay. But... Ryan Johnson came in there and went, why don't we kill Snoke? And they went, okay, let's do that. And then we got what we got. You know, I think had everyone embraced Last Jedi, and the critics love Last Jedi, but a lot of fans, it was torn between two. Right. Had it was universally embraced, Rise of Skywalker would have been a completely different movie, in my opinion. Yep. All right. Um, so the things that I loved about Rise of Skywalker, which was the, in the very beginning when Kylo was looking for the Emperor, that stuff was cool. He was just tearing up. It's like, I'm going to find you. I'm going to kill you because I just killed Snoke and I ain't got time for this. So that uh, I like the dynamic between Finn and Poe. They've always been great friends throughout the entire trilogy, which was great, even though they'd had no real screen time together in the second movie. And I like how they 
put them together. In this one, they're a great team. The other thing I liked about Rise of Skywalker was a lot of new characters. I liked Zori Bliss. She was uh, very entertaining. I liked her look, her dynamic with Poe, bringing up all the old stuff. Like, hey, you were a spice runner. And they were like, what? <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, well, if you're all friends, then he should have told you all this a long time ago. So, Ray Ray, with your superior knowledge, Ray, educate me on what a spice runner is. A uh, spice runner is in the Star Wars universe is almost like Coke. <laughs> oh! <laughs> And I just wanted you to say it. Yeah, it's uh, basically you know the, when they say the spice mines of Kessel, that's where they're getting the spice from. So, so it's a whole implant. It's a whole planet made of coke. So when you needed your spice, you called up Poe and was like, well, "Think hey, of hey, uh, think Dukes of Hazard." Yeah, <laughs> that's what a spice runner is. Think the think of the Duke boys running around in the General Lee, which I would love to see run and oh, shine. running around. Yep. And then mid light speed jump and you can pauses. make a TV series about that. And, and it'll be entertaining. Our old school Poe, he's in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Go and, ahead. Um, I liked Babu Frick, even though he was hey! uh, he was a very small role, and I like the fact that this is like maybe the the first movie where three PO had a ton of dialogue, <laughs> and you thought that he was gonna die the way they were setting it up, and um, <sighs> yeah. I like how I liked the lightsaber fights. I liked how um, they engaged with the, when they were on the Death Star fighting and she was she just found out that she's Palpatine's child and she doesn't know how to deal with it and she's basically losing the fight. She's trying to run away and she doesn't want to confront who she is and that's what she's conflicted with in this movie. Um, I did love how Ben made his tenuous rise back into the, the good graces of the Jedi and how he handled that. And he was always conflicted no matter how you've seen it, even though he was trying to use his anger to fuel him to go in that direction of the dark side. I also liked Lando being in it. He was great. Classy. didn't say anything about The way Lando. he was introduced yes. to it was awesome. Yes. Very classy. I love how you did. And I love the fact that you didn't kill him. <laughs> like you did with all the other older folks. I like the fact that Wedge came in, even though he hates the, the, the franchise. He came back and did his little cameo, fight, uh, shooting around in the Falcon, giving um, Lando his, his, his comeuppance. Like, hey, great flying, Lando. Da, 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 da. To what did you think now it is also officially canon via the Star Wars visual dictionary <laughs> that um, I forget what her name is who they found oh Jana 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 is officially Lando's daughter missing daughter what I do don't think? like how they did that there's three black people in this galaxy <laughs> <laughs> and two of them are related <laughs> hey man it's, it's the Friends. The Force, the force versus the series. It's way. a Friends series. I had a daughter. Oh, I had a father. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah, I went around. We didn't have space condoms. So, you know, you, you were born. I didn't point, know. I'm they're out. They're as rare as Yoda's. <laughs> but I do like the fact that she was introducing. They're, in, they're introducing more characters of mm-hmm. color in the Star Wars universe. And I just wish you guys would choose a better way of doing it. <laughs> per se and oh I also love the fact that it was finally confirmed in this movie that Penn was uh, I'm sorry Finn was force sensitive I and I knew that. that from the jump and I was like why didn't they focus more on that story and why didn't they also show that most of the people who broke free of their control were force sensitive 
I I do like that too because that ties into the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. There's been an awakening, and with Finn, and I've always felt that too. Uh, I would love to drop the word feelings. I know I get I get it. Vader's like use your feelings, uh, Obi Wan, all them. I would like to say it. It's the Force. Just it's the Force. It started with uh, Star Wars before it was meant to even have a sequel. This is the Force. The Force is just this magical Force. Okay, I'm sorry. I did love the the last climactic battle, seeing all the ships throughout this entire duration. Even ships that didn't even belong in that last scene were in that scene. The Outrider was in that scene from Shadows of the Empire. I love that damn ship. It was in the last scene, and it was a lot of it was it was a lot visually going on, and that's what I really liked about the very end. <laughs> Go ahead, Dicky oh, Rand. I couldn't. I'm sorry. I couldn't stand that part. When the battle turns into them flying around, basically circumcising whales in space, is all I could think about. I was like, oh my god, their job is to go around and castrate all these ships? That's what, to me, I, oh, I'm so pissed. Okay, I get that's that. That's what it was, it's seriously, okay. that's what it seemed I haven't like looked me. at that before. Hmm? I'm taking it a step back a little bit because I think this was a missed opportunity where... The galaxy isn't just the army. Um, you know, think of our planet. It isn't mm-hmm. just the army the way, you know, America. It was the Minutemen. It was it was, it was, was the militia. It was the farmers. I wish it was a missed opportunity. You didn't need the Republic, even though I think they got wiped out way too easy in this whole oh, story. Yeah. I'm like, really? But, but also, they didn't do anything against the First Order either. Like, like why would the... And then, and I watched a video on between about uh, the difference between the Republic and the Resistance, and why wasn't the Republic doing anything against a force that was coming at them? Why did they just accept the First Order coming in and just taking over? Because half, uh, yeah, I think it's in Bloodline, uh, you basically have what you have now in real life, where everything's kind of split down the middle. There were people who wanted to fight, who wanted to fight. And then, but there were also people who embraced the first order. Oh, uh-huh. you know what I mean? I get it. So that's oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like today's politics. Yep. So that's okay. so like Leia today. went yeah. off on her own and started this. And this should had, be a part of the story, Dicky. Right. It would have made it would have made like way more sense. Yeah, it just would have been engaging. Like, I think you could have got back behind like a big old finale. Like you see all these ships. And it's not an army. It is people who don't want to live under mm-hmm. tyranny. That is great. Mm-hmm. I am going, yes. But that was left for like the last five minutes. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, I'm done with all the good stuff. So <sighs> let's, now that we're pretty much, we talked about the good and the bad with Rise of Skywalker. Let's get into what we really loved and disliked about the Mandalorian. <laughs> this is the way. I have spoken. Well, awesome. There's nothing to dislike. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, you started, you started not, off. There's not one Dickie thing in Red. the show where I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Dickie <laughs> Red, what is your opinion on The Mandalorian? In all eight episodes. Oh, yeah. And which episode had the highest or lowest for you? It's what it's supposed to be. Uh, what's great about it is that we're not pigeonholed into a story like mm-hmm. we were with episodes one, two, and three. We already knew what the story was. That's mm-hmm. why episode two sucked. Because mm-hmm. what what was he supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this trilogy, I don't. We just we didn't need it. I just don't think we needed it. And then having two main characters 
in the Skywalker saga, one of which is not a Skywalker, did not make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I, I just... It, it was always it was too Skywalker much. family. It's yeah. too much. So then when you compare that to The Mandalorian, where everything is stripped down, where half an episode, nobody's talking, it's just the dude walking, and it's badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's totally badass. Uh, it's just like A New Hope, where you're in this world, and you're allowed to breathe it in, you're allowed to take it in, uh, you're allowed to look around in it. Yes. Uh, that I, I don't mind the quick action like the sequel trilogy was. I don't mind the quick cut, quick cuts and everything like that. But this is a world that we're not a part of. So it's nice to just look around sometimes. And that's what The Mandalorian gives us. I don't have a favorite episode. I mean, the whole thing is just, it's just so good. Everything about it is so good. And I'm so happy that Favreau is a part of this. <laughs> and I... I'm hoping he eventually takes over for Kathleen Kennedy and he's running the entire thing. I hope so. Here, here. I really hope that's what happens. This um, is the way. <laughs> give, give, him, give him a trilogy. Give Ryan Johnson a trilogy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm just the Mandalorian. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's the future, I guess. And I hope we get more like it. I agree. Marco the Heretic. What do you think of Mandalorian? Out of all of the movies, going back to the nine in Rogue One, mm-hmm. Rogue One was my most favorite Star Wars movie. To me, the cinematography of The Mandalorian was very similar to Rogue One. How it was filmed, how everything looked from the aliens, they looked real. The stormtroopers, the droid in, in Mandalorian, it looked visually amazing. The story was well written. The dual, I mean, this doesn't work, right? If you don't have the Mandalorian and a little baby Yoda oh my gosh. becoming the dual characters mm-hmm. that are now so spoil I mean spoilers, it's all, the Mandalorian's now out. We are we're discussing everything. Father son at the end. Now together, I, I can't wait to see what happens. It's just my kids, I have a eight-year-old daughter, I have a now going to be 13-year-old son, and I'm going to hit 40 this month. We are all loving this show because it was written start to finish, and uh, and they've got the hearts, obviously, with the baby Yoda. And the Mandalorian, the actor, what's his name who's played, who's played Pedro Pascal. Mando? Um, showing his face, that was that was a great, they, they did the right thing in showing his face at the end there. I mean, it's. I'm emotionally attached. Each one of my family members are emotionally attached to this show. Well, I agree with Dickie and Marco. Mandalorian, in my opinion, is probably my favorite Star Wars thing, element, whatever you want to call it, to ever grace my eyes. I love it more than the movies. Uh, my favorite probably movie would be Rogue One and Empire. But Mandalorian, this has brought back my obsession with Star Wars where I'm spending a lot of money. I want, <laughs> I want the Legos of Star Wars and I want lightsabers. Oh, did you see that, uh, the, the, the ship Lego one I sent you? The yes. Yeah, the the, the, the Mandalorian the Lego, outfit. please, please get a 16 plus $200 Razor Crest. I need it. I need it. I need it like spice. I need it. <laughs> I want it so bad. I want the helmet. I want lightsabers. This has brought back my Star Wars obsession that I used to get every time the episodes came out. Because we have no idea where it's going. 
Right. No clue. And that's the best part. I In my mind, I'm picturing a grown-up Baby Yoda as a Mandalorian. And that makes me happy. I can't wrap my head around an entire planet of that species. <laughs> and then the fact that people don't know where they came from. Yeah. Where did Yoda come from? Yes. And, no. and are they all force? I mean, oh, there's so I, many. I, in my mind, I hope they are. I hope that they're like that and they're the str- one of the strongest beings with the force. Or, what, or one of the original beings from the galaxy. Maybe, like the Like Sith. the will. Yeah. Things like that. Like, and if they make the baby related to Yoda, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to handle that. If that's, if that's the conclusion, that uh-huh. Yoda's off. Banging, banging, like pal- Yep, I I can agree then, with that. Then then uh, then you'll you'll have lost me. Yeah, yes, it, please. It, it has to be separate. I hope so. I want to get away right. from the Skywalker saga so bad, <laughs> so fast. I agree because um, I can't picture Palpatine interested in a female enough to have carnal relations. Unless he was planning it to have a vessel of his own blood. Uh, some type of... I could picture it. I get behind it. He does what yeah. he needs to do. He doesn't care what his face looks like. Think about it. He's he, a man he, with you know, power. He, yeah. he just wants women. Get the women. I can't, I can't <laughs> imagine him having that. Come on, You need now. to think expand your that imagination wants. then. Think, think well, about that. He, Even if you had that kind of power, would you not be one to have ladies around you? I'm Joe President. Exactly. I'm freaking emperor. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're, I you're gonna have you a, You're going to have you a, a nice little harem of women. I but wa- before she... <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Before before she became she, uh, Palpatine, was he discovered at a young age by Pelagus? Or was he discovered at his already well age of like non, what, 60? Non-canon 50? young age. Officially carrying, we don't know. Nope. That's actually another story series I could get behind too. Is Palpatine's rise? Yeah, where, yeah. The, where, where did he come from? Well, he did come from the well, I mean, He's obviously right. no, no. But I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, he's like obviously super life. strong in the right. Force. But and, and the reason why he got away with so much stuff is because they. I also found this out that they explained about Palpatine that he was a shadow in the Force, meaning you really couldn't even sense his presence in the Force. And that's why he got away with the stuff that he got away with. And Pelagus, when he found them, couldn't even sense his force power. Well, that's uh, that's actually, yeah, you're right, Kenny. Because I'm also, for later on in this episode, I've been playing uh, Fallen, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. And they with the, they describe the force echo mm-hmm. where not a lot of Jedi have that. And there's just powers that we haven't even explored. And mm-hmm. this kind of goes into what you guys are saying. With the Mandalorian, there's so much left. I like new. You don't need your Josh. I think Josh Dickie Wren. I think Dickie Wren is right. I don't want to see where it goes. Baby Yoda be Yoda's nephew. <laughs> yeah, long lost brothers, fathers, mothers, former roommates. Husband, it's <laughs> they keep making the galaxy smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller, and that's not fun, right? Like expand on these powers, like the, what I was saying with the Fallen Jedi, Fallen Order, uh, the Force Echo. Uh, Cal can pick up an object, and through the Force, he can sense the history. Oh, that's always been a thing. So, with the, yeah, um, Quinlan Voss. Uh, yeah, is that part of what? What is that? Uh, he was a Jedi. Clone Wars. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's, but that stuff I would love to explore upon mm-hmm. the force teleportation. This the uh, all, all this new stuff. So like with Palpatine being a shadow on the force, that's great. I want to see more of that. I want, well, I want that. <laughs> so the Mandalorian for me gives me that and then some, and it doesn't just rely on Jedi Sith. It's Empire government people. I love. Western-esque of it, I love. Baby Yoda, him stopping the fire at the end, my favorite episode. All of it I enjoyed, but my favorite was the finale and Taika Waititi. Is that, am I Mm -hmm. saying it right? Love him. And after this episode, I was like, when I saw that he directed this, I went, (laughs) yes. He has everything. He has the human right. He has the droid, the LG. Is it the LG or? Uh, IG-11. IG-11. He IG. did the voice of IG-11. Yes. IG-11. Mm-hmm. that. He was he flat out told, uh, yep. if you come near this baby, I will kill you. Like, God, it's so great. There's so much of it. Baby Yoda stopping the fire. Cara Dune. Extremely good looking, in my opinion. And <laughs> love her tattoo of the rebel. That she's from Alderaan. And that like, was that was perfect awesome. backstory. Perfect hate. Yep. Like she will never turn. Mm-hmm. Her planet was destroyed by the Empire. She will never turn. I she's love gonna, it. Gonna, gonna she's a true good guy. Until she yep. dies. Yes, love it. That's the type of stuff that I love about the show. Is earlier in the season when you inter- you're introduced to her, the second she finds out that he's asking her to help against the Empire, she's like, "Oh, I'm in." Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, wow. Why? And then at the end... Yeah, she thought it was for Republic first. And she was like, nah, I'm okay. And you're like, <laughs> oh, she's from Alderaan. <laughs> Got it. Alderaan. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed everything about the Mandalorian that everybody else did. I enjoyed almost every episode. There were times where, you know, they had the slow talking scenes like they do in everything in Star Wars, which I don't mind because you should listen to it anyway. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that IG-11 was introduced as a as an assassin droid that was going to kill the baby until he took it out. Then the guy who was on the planet went and found it, reprogrammed it, and now it's with them. And now I was like, oh, okay, now I see what they did with that. So he, now he's a part of the crew, which I like, because I was wondering, like, where he been at all this time? Because I thought he would be a main part of the series or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was gone for, like, what, five episodes in between? And then he came back, like, oh, I'm babysitting. <laughs> so... Um, I like that. I like uh, Cara Dune's character. Yes, she is attractive. And I'm not usually finding women attractive who are kind of buff. Who can beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> but she uh, she's a great character. I like her character. Uh, she has death. Um, I like the fact that the Mandalorian can do a lot under the mask. And he doesn't have to be verbally committed to make you feel what he's feeling underneath the mask and that's like I don't know how they do that with all the guys under a mask but even Boba Fett felt was, was that way and I didn't feel that way when he came out as a character and people loved him and I was like why like he's just he's just there you know he's just you know talking you know I need him alive I I, agree. I, I, agree. <laughs> I never understood the love for Boba Fett but go ahead. yeah and um I understand the love for Django Fett because he was at least in most of the epi- uh, episode two and he wouldn't he was, a, he was a real tough Mandalorian. And I think, wasn't he, wasn't he like the Mandalore at that time? Or I don't think Boba Fett or Jango Fett were ever Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, I don't think they were from that race. Okay. No, I think they, they, they are from that race because they were Mandalorians. Like, technically race Mandalorians. But you know how they had, the Mandalore is always the leader. Mm-hmm. And no, I around honest, that time, I you're right, Joe. Around right. that time, they, they weren't a part of the whole, yeah. their whole sector. But he was just a body hunter on his own thing. And... 
Not like with the old Republic where you found out the guy who you were running around with in the game was Mandalore, mm-hmm. who who was actually the leader of the Mandalorians. But um, no, they weren't like that at all. They were just, Jango was on his own thing. But back to the Mandalorian. I liked how a lot of comedians are now getting involved with Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. uh, Bill Burr was in this episode. Uh, what's her name from... Um, oh, Amy Sedaris. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, so she was the one who watched... The baby yes. mm-hmm. fixing the razor yeah. crest. Uh, the blue alien in the first episode. Horatio uh, Sands. Yeah, Sand. Horatio Sands. It, it took me a minute. Uh-huh. It took me a minute to figure out who it was. Oh, and uh, the dude driving the, uh, the speeder. He was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yeah, Which, Sudeikis and pa- Adam Pally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Adam Pally. Adam yeah. Pally is one of my favorite people. He writes for Deadpool. Oh, man. I love that guy. When he showed oh, he up in Iron Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Hey, yeah. you got doing here? <laughs> see, I, uh, that, that scene in the beginning, I was like, finally, we get to see what stormtroopers yep. talk about. Right. They're just, they couldn't hit anything. Just, and they say, they couldn't hit anything. Oh, and then he shakes the gun. I, went, I was like in tears watching this. Going, this is what I want to see. Like him going, oh, punching, punching the kid. It's like two... Just security guards at a mall just right, going, right. Hey, right. hey, it bit me. Hey, what have we got here today? Well, right, did you hear he's killing us? Like, you really want to go there? No, I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> just normal guys like, yeah, this is my gig now. I guess I gotta gotta get this thing. I just scooped it up in a bag. Yep. Yeah. I love everything about what's going on with the Mandalorian. There's nothing really I can actually really say I can really hate about it right now. I like all the cameos. I like everybody you're bringing in. Even Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Oh, he was, the, he he was, was like the most hated guy in Hollywood at one point. He's on Star Wars doing great. <laughs> right? <laughs> this I have spoken. I'm less... And I was like, man, he's really picked he... up his career since he had that downfall with his alcoholism and, and drugs. But he's he's back on. He's, he's back on. He's a great actor. He's, he's Actually, there there was there was one thing in the Mandalorian I didn't like. What? And it was in the last episode, and. Uh, I forget the uh, the dude with the dark saber. Gideon, Moth Gideon. Gideon. The ship didn't even crash yet. <laughs> and Carl Weathers is like, "Well, what are you gonna do now, man? Everything's fine. You know what I'm saying? The ship wasn't even hit the ground yet. And he's like, "We're gonna Everything's cool. You should stay here, Carol. I didn't. I didn't see that. Oh, I, didn't see oh, that. I seen it, and I, I didn't pay any attention until he brought it up. And I was like, you know what? It was didn't so crash yet. <laughs> It seriously, like, it was so fast. <laughs> like they just all they did was assume that all the stormtroopers uh-huh. were dead in the in the city, and then the okay, ship goes down. And he's like, that. "So what are you gonna do now? <laughs> now that everything's okay?" <laughs> like that was the one thing where I was like, "Okay, that was weird." Oh, and um, another thing that was crazy about the last episode: um, all the Mandalorians that were there got killed. Except for the smelting lady? No, no. Got she said some got away. Okay. She said actually quite a bit of them got away. Okay. Some of them. I mean, I, I heard that. The heavy gunner got away because... He's your favorite uh, you know, Absolutely. <laughs> he's my favorite man. I'm a big guy, people. And I want that armor. <laughs> I want a freaking Mandalorian minigun. Oh. Yes. But yes, everything was great about the Mandalorian. I give it... A 10 out of 10 couch cushions. <laughs> and that's very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. 
I give, yeah, Mandalorian, I'm going to go with long boxes for a comic shop. People, long boxes, short boxes are where you store your comic books. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 long boxes. Uh, 10 out of 10 long boxes. Same. It's just perfect. Rise of Skywalker. I will give it a 7 out of 10 long boxes for me. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. 5. Woo! Yeah. I, no, uh, five is, <laughs> five is, <laughs> it could go either way. I yeah, understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So four. <laughs> it was just uh, so dis. I mean, yeah. waiting four years for the conclusion of this, it just it was just too disappointing. All right, I'll give Great. it an eight out of ten long boxes. I didn't hate it. I liked everything they gave me up to a certain point, and I also didn't like like I didn't like that you killed Ben at the end. He That's made the his, worst. He made his rare his, his raging comeback and. You could have still had a Skywalker in the winds if you would have let him live and Ray and him go back to Tantalee and retire together and raise a whole new school of Jedi and don't go with all the old school rules. Like, this would be a whole new academy and things of that nature, for, hopefully. For the love of God, I want Drake, or great Jedi. Yeah. Really, you don't even have to name yourself Jedi, just great force users. I mean, embrace both sides. But, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All in all, 2019 has been pretty awesome for movies, in my opinion, and media. <laughs> my first thought after Rise of Skywalker was, thank God for the MCU. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I, was, I was so disappointed, and I was just scratching and clawing for anything positive, and I'm like, oh, yeah, here's the MCU. Yeah. Well, don't get your hopes yep. up too high on that just yet. Gonna what, they're, what they got so far, people aren't really interested in. Believe in the force, Ray. The mm. MCU will I, deliver. I believe in realism. Deviating. <laughs> well, staying with MCU, but deviating a little bit. What trailer excited you more? Black Widow or Wonder Woman? Oh. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, but I want to. I care more about Black Widow. I'm with Dickie Red here. Yeah. Wonder Woman is ex- really excited. Gal Gadot is my top five. Like she, she's beautiful and she's awesome, and I want to see more of her. Um, and Wonder Woman is great, and I love the first movie, but Black Widow is basically Iron Man 1 now. So I'm excited to see what it's going to bring. Right. Direction and the tie. So that's what I think Dickie Ren is saying with the MCU. We're not just getting movies. And I just don't want movies from the MCU. I want a saga. They've delivered. Now, 10 years from now, when we're all turning 50, we'll talk about that. (laughs) Knock on wood. Hopefully everything goes great. But, you know. I will say... I don't really care to see a Black Widow movie because you should have brought it out with the rest of them when you were introducing everybody. You could have did a, a Black Widow and Hawkeye movie and you'd have been straight with that. But my whole thing is you guys waited way too late to give me a Black Widow movie and I'm just not that excited about it. Sorry. I, yeah, I'm kind of over Black Widow at this moment. But I, I get why they're going with the Black Widow to to, to bring it back. What they what, what they were doing is they're trying to make up for what they should have did in the first place. They were trying to bring it out before the um, the, the ending. And what happened was, I guess it was always a schedule a schedule conflict because they always had something going on where she had to be in other people's movies. So. But I get it. But it doesn't yeah. take away from what MCU gave. Correct. That's the thing. That, That's yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not arguing yeah, that yeah, at all. Yeah. Like they gave us a great franchise and they're going to probably continue to try and do that and what they're trying to give me right now I don't see them 
doing what they did before because the characters that they got now are like and this is just and this is what I've heard from the actual supposed fans who love Marvel to death. I'm just not interested in what they're giving me right now. Like, well, they got to start over and they got the build that everything they did in the beginning wasn't great. Like Iron Man. Good. Captain America. OK. Um, Thor. Ugh. Like, you know, just like, I like Thor. but I think it's taste because like I thought Thor was awesome. Mm-hmm. Captain America, <laughs> I thought was OK. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, I thought was o- right. awesome. I think Iron Man. was. I am one of the few yeah. people on the planets that really don't care for Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Love Winter Soldier. I want to like that. Man. <laughs> you know, but it's the best. So, yeah, see, now, see, I am going. People say it's the be- their mo- their favorite MCU movie, and I'm going. Thor Ragnarok blows Winter oh, Soldier. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I, I agree. No, no, no. If you're gonna go, it's just if, if you're gonna go by those comparisons, you got to go by was part one as good as part one was part two. Is so good that part. But that's two. the thing with the MCU, you can make a comparison by such extreme movies because it's all part of the saga. So that's why I love it. And like for me, Winter Soldier, well, it wasn't the acting, it wasn't the characters. I just thought it was the early filmmaking of the Russo brothers, which they completely changed my mind with Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. I think they stepped up. But I, it's not my personal cup of tea to see shaky cam and a lot of fast cuts of feet and stuff like that. And that's mm-hmm. what's too much for me in, in Winter Soldier. That, that's why. And I guess it wasn't really story story acting. It was more visual how it was presented to me. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just my thing. Yeah. Yeah, but uh I am excited for twenty twenty, as everybody else is. Uh, we're getting we're getting season two of The Mandalorian in the fall. That's something to look forward to and be ex- you know, get our expectations out of the way for that. We got a lot of we, uh, the Matrix Four? Is that coming out? I'm not, excited. I'm not excited is about the reboot, reboot or is it Matrix No, it's, Matrix sure, it's, it's a continuation. It is a continuation. Okay. And people have been asking questions like, well, if you're bringing back Moss and Reeves, they both died in the last one. So... We'll see. Maybe yeah. What are you gonna maybe do? Maybe they had freaking Sith acolytes in the freaking, <laughs> freaking Matrix. I don't know. I like the fact that Watchmen is moving in a great direction. That might be done though. It might, and if it's done, I'm fine. Perfect, fine. I'm fine. Yeah. It was to me art. Don't was, talk about it too much. I am in the middle of it right now, <sighs> so please. We'll, <laughs> oh yeah, we're say not, that we're for not, next. We're not so doing, you haven't seen one. the most perfect. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there is an episode. Anyway, I uh, I can't wait for uh for Westworld. I think that's coming back mm-hmm. out this year, mm-hmm. and um because we only got to wait like a year and a half for Westworld because of the production. Uh, I think they're trying to do the the Lord of the Rings prequel. I will always be down with any Lord of the Rings. Well, Lord of the Rings is a very successful yeah, franchise. Yeah, that's so. either this year. I don't know mm-hmm. if they started filming yet or not. And it's Amazon Prime, so yeah. it's got a lot of money. And we so also have uh, season two of The Boys coming out. Yes. Yeah. Marco, Dickie Wren, excitement for 2020. Well, February, Clone Wars comes back. Woohoo! February 17th. Uh, you're also going to have uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series. Um, and then they also just announced that they pushed up uh, WandaVision to this year, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably the thing I'm most excited about is uh, The Eternals mm. in, yeah. no- in November. I cannot wait to see that cast. <laughs> Do you see his body transformation? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Kumail? Wow. Oh, yeah. I wish I, I, yeah. wish I, was, I could get paid by Disney Man. and... Uh... <laughs> But that's, that's probably what I'm most excited about is the Eternals because it's going to turn everything on its head. 
And it's going to give you a direction of where we're going with the yep. saga. Yep. When does Kenobi be Kenobi? Oh, I think next uh, year. I think next year. Oh, I thought it was this year. Okay. The scripts that was written. the one thing I was excited about. The that scripts was, are written. They have the showrunner. And that's the one thing I don't want from script. Disney. Is a Kenobi story? I don't want a Kenobi story. Oh, okay. I, had, I had enough Kenobi in the Clone Wars and books. It's like, dude, can we if, move on from Kenobi if, and get a different Jedi? Come on now. If they do Kenobi with Ewan, Ewan McGregor and they do it Mandalorian, Mandalorian-esque, I will fall in love with it. I'm over Obi-Wan. I don't want an Obi-Wan show. I, probably, I get it. I get I, it. I do. Obi-Wan's my favorite. Annie's so integral to everything. Uh, and then also the thing I'm most excited about is if it's him by himself, then maybe there might be some type of narration or there may be some window into his thinking. Mm-hmm. And to be able to get inside the brain of a Jedi, I think, would be awesome. Especially one who f- who feels like he failed. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He's going to be hurting in this series. And. I, I agree with that. I'm excited about that because also I want to see an Obi-Wan under a different direction, a different writer, in a different way than what we got in the prequels because like one of the worst lines is like in episode three when he's they get barrier shields or, or when they're him and Anakin and Palpatine are running and they get caught and, and oh, Obi-Wan yeah. goes, wait a minute, how did we fall for this? We're smarter than this. I was like, that is horrible. Horrible. Yeah. So if I could see you and McGregor, Obi Wan under different direction and writing, and have it just be better, I, I I'm all for it. But I also want to see Luke and Leia. I'm over it. I don't want any Obi Wan. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Marco, uh, you'll you'll like it when it comes out. The only thing that I'm looking forward to is Bill and Ted face the music. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for this day for a very very long time. Um, I'm also not for 2020, but I'm sure it's coming out soon. Is the next John Wick when that comes oh, out? Yeah. Because you know I'm on a Keanu kick right now, uh, so looking forward to that. And then, uh, like I said before, Wonder Woman, a woman gliding across lightning. Oh, that's nice. yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, for me, Joe Perezident. I I am looking forward to the next saga of the MCU. So anything that comes out with them, I'll be eagerly watching, and I want to see where this is taken, because there's so much. You don't know if it's going to be Doom. You don't know if it's going to be Galactus. You don't know if it's going to be, you know, Apocalypse, anything. I just, the comic shop couch. This is everything I have ever wanted. Um, So I'm excited about that. Uh, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's this year, but I'm, we're getting Closer to season four of Stranger Things, which is one of my favorite Ooh, yeah. things. Um, I, 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 the American. Oh alive. yeah, and uh, the new Mutants movie. Are they still dropping that? They're dropping that, but it. This is gonna be. Hey, you could watch this and forget about it because it's no longer mm-hmm. you know going until forward. it's successful, and then they're like, we gotta we gotta ride that wave. Like, duh. Yeah, I, the thing about Black Widow is, you know, there's going to be something in that movie that's gonna knock our socks off. Like yeah. Th- whether we're excited for it or not, or right. the Black Widow movie, Taskmaster. Yes. Uh, there's going to be something in there where you're like, oh. Yeah. David Harbor, man, when he's like, oh, Marco has a 7.5 CGC graded first appearance of Taskmaster. Mass Master. Master signed by George Perez. George Perez. 
for all you people that can see with the forest feast on it. <laughs> Seven point um, five crap. Hey Joe. Yeah. What time is it? It is our two minute turn on time. Markle, the heretic, what is your two minute turn on? My two minute turn on is a game on Steam called Rust. Rust is uh, based in a post-apocalyptic world. It's a multiplayer game. You can have anywhere from 60 to 250 players that wake up naked on the beach of an island. Mm. You start out with a rock and a torch, and you basically have to farm uh, your wood, your rock, uh, your materials to uh, build a base, and then you go all the way up to building guns, and it is a very sick, demented game of betrayal where you don't trust anybody, uh, but it's very satisfying and it's very frustrating. Uh, currently, me and my 13-year-old are playing it together, building bases and defending off all the players that are trying to break in and steal our loot and kill us. I love it. Highly recommended. Rust is going for about $24 to $30 on Steam. I highly recommend it. My gamer tag is uh, Darth underscore Ash. Hit me up if you want to play. Uh, so what you're telling me is you wake up naked and you got to farm some wood. That's, yeah. that's the only thing that. I heard. <laughs> oh, and something about getting rocks off? Yep. <laughs> that's what I heard too. I was like, oh, okay. We're going Love it. Great We're game, going guys. into a new podcast direction. <laughs> that uh, actually does sound awesome. Enter the comic shop couch at midnight. I can show it to you. Come on, see it. Yeah. Is this like Fortnite? No. It's not like Fortnite. It can. Oh, I mean, it's got elements. <laughs> it's got elements where like, you can you build your, your base around you and you defend it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a battle royale, but when you die, you you do respawn, and you lose if if you, you don't prepare. Everything. If you don't prepare, you lose everything, mm-hmm. and you got to start over. Uh, but you can just as easily with a stick. If someone's opening up their base, if you kill them, you can take all of their stuff, everything. And yeah, so it's basically Fortnite, but you gotta you gotta do your thing. Yeah. You gotta gotta run around, yeah. and kill people. Dicky. Uh, well, I have two. The first is I started rewatching the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Oh. And when you stack them up, uh, you don't know this when you watch Casino Royale and then Quantum, and you're kind of like, what's going on here? But it's uh, with Daniel Craig's Bond, they started a story and they're finishing the story. Because uh, you have the, the movies, like, they're connected. Mm-hmm. They're all, it's all one story. Yeah. And then you watch Spectre and you know what's going on now. And then you go back and you watch Casino Royale. There's seeds planted in that movie already. Like, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. where they're, they they had it all built up already, which is great, which is what I wish they would have done with the Star Wars sequel <laughs> trilogy. Um, and then the new Bond movie comes out, I believe, in April, which I'm pretty excited for. And then the other thing is uh, Ken Burns' country music. I used to hate country music with a passion, um, but right now it's all I'm listening to. That's strange, because you're... I- country music. Yes, I do also. I just didn't know how but. to listen to it until I watched Ken Burns. Until Ken Burns told me how. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now, now okay. that I know what to listen for and uh-huh. all that, uh, I love it. I can respect that because, yep. As we get older, I am turning forty this year as well. Um, a lot of my tastes have changed. Yeah, the well. person in the room. <laughs> are you old? What how old are you? Forty. Forty. I turned oh, turn forty in two weeks. So, Markle the Heretic and Dickie Wren have birthdays. 19th. 17th. 
I'm older than you. And Superior Ray Ray, you're 40. <laughs> I am the baby of the group. But uh, uh, I didn't know that about uh, the Bond, so I'll have to look for it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Rewatch the, seriously, rewatch the movies. I like that because I've never been a really yep. big Bond fan other than the video game GoldenEye. They're all, they're all, <laughs> they're all connected, and I'm fairly certain the new one is going to end it. Okay. All right. My two-minute turn-ons. Um, it is Watchmen. I've been trying to catch up on Watchmen. I'm only two episodes in since the holiday. I've also been trying to catch up on a lot of other stuff. I am also watching this comedy that's on either NBC or ABC called Sunnyside, which stars Kyle Penn. If you know who Kyle Penn is, I'll give you in, uh, I'll give you reference on him. He was one of the guys that was he was actually the Middle Eastern guy and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. That's and he's been in actually a lot of stuff. I've actually liked his character in a lot of movies. And I, you know, watched it because of him, because he's the main character. And it's funny. I like it. Um, I also got caught up on my South Park. Hilarious season this year. You guys need to watch it. They also touched on, like, uh, genders with women uh, playing men's force of men and uh, women. I'm not, uh, not even, I'm probably not even that. Uh, what's, what's the whole problem with, like... Um, America? No, no, no. With, <laughs> with uh, people uh, with the whole like gender thing, like with sports, it's like um, oh, what's it called? Transgender. There we go. With, oh, uh, oh yeah. yeah, the transgender stuff. I have one of those. Yeah, <laughs> that's going on. And the South Park kind of touched on that and uh, kind of upset people like they always do. But that's what I like about South Park. You get people talking, and um, that should be about it for me. All right. Well, my two minute turn on was it's not anything really pop culture it's was the holidays it was christmas we had people over family and a game that marco the heretic introduced is called telestrations after dark (laughs) and i went and bought it if you guys want a a good just funny game it does get raunchy if you make it that way but it could go in any direction it's basically like win, lose, or draw, right? Is that the old, old, old... Yeah, but it's more like uh, telephones with yes. drawing. Drawing. Yes. So basically, you all start out with a dry erase board, and you get certain pages, and then you get cards that have words on them that range from house to foreskin. Um, and you write down the secret word, and then the next is you draw it, and then you hand it to the person to the left of you, and then they see the drawing and they got to write the word and what they think it is. <laughs> and then they write it. You see the word and going on. And then if you get it the next person draws it. Yes. Yeah. And you go back. to By the time it gets back to you, it goes on this crazy journey that is so funny. And it just, it, it, it's great. I love the game. I laughed really hard. It's funny when you see people trying to draw anatomy and, <laughs> and different things so uh if you get a chance check it out it's called telestrations after dark it's a great game just keep your kids away and erase the drawings and words <laughs> afterwards all right that's that okay thank you guys for tuning in it's been fun hope you guys liked what we have to uh share with you please tune in for some more this is our first one i'm happy felt good talking about Star Wars for us next month and uh, we'll get back to you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Deuces.
without a doubt, the worst episode ever. Rest assured that I was on the Internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world.